The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Over half of people who smoke leave their desks many times every day for a cigarette or a vape break. The average smoker spends, according to calculations, 39 hours on these breaks every year, which, if you do the math, adds up to an extra six days away from the desk. Uh, Joining me now on the line is Peter Cosgrove, Managing Director of FutureWise. Uh, Peter, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure who did the sums on this, but... uh, a 40-hour week, if you do an eight-hour day, it's five days. So, uh, anyways, these people have very short working uh, days. Anyway, what do you make of these findings? Uh, Pat, these have been around for a long time. I mean, anyone who smokes knows every single time this comes out, they're told, you know, they, they're lazy and they work less. When uh, I, I take the view now that there's so many ways not to work, um, and there's been more than ever before. You can just be staring at your phone for two hours. You can be on the Internet. So smokers may actually be going out for a break, but they may also be having some benefits by doing that. You know, sitting is in you smoking. They're actually getting out. There's some movement. Um, and there's other reasons why it may not be as bad. So I think it's one of the most visible ways they see people not working, but I think there's many invisible ways. Yeah. So people can be, as you say, staring at their screen or uh, even not at their employer's screen, but at other screens uh, which are available to them. So they're dosing. They simply are not doing it outside. Yeah, and interestingly, you know, the recent census just came out, you know, one third of all workers are spending at least some time working from home. So if you're working from home, you could be sunbathing, you could be on Netflix, you could be shopping, you can be doing anything you want. So I don't think smoking is really the issue here. I say to companies that, you know, rather than looking at the micromanagement about why somebody's spending an extra six minutes, four times a day going for a cigarette, maybe focus on the fact that you've got engaged and disengaged workers. Engaged workers might take a few more breaks, but guess what? They'll do a much better job. You can have a disengaged worker sitting at their desk all day every day but they may not be doing a very good job may actually be doing a terrible job so i would focus a lot more on that than some of the kind of breaks that people are taking yeah now what is it about our our culture that has even allowed people to leave their desks and uh, go out for uh, a smoke because you know with all the anti-smoking stuff that's going on for the last couple of decades uh, you'd imagine that there would have been a rebellion long since about this uh, habit of smokers yeah, and, and it's interesting because um, I would say that, you know, there's no question that if you're a smoker, it, it will be harder to get a job, although interestingly, it's probably easier on a Zoom because nobody can smell the smoke or see that you're smoking. But it, it is one of those things that people are quite rabid anti-smokers now, and you'll find that smoking shelters are even further away from the office, which does mean when people are working in offices, they might have to go further and further away to smoke. But actually, as I said, it's it's that idea that people often think, oh, it's unfair, they're getting something I'm not getting, they're getting this extra break. But as I, because I keep saying to people that you know, think about all the other things. So when you're, not that I, I want people to smoke, but it's probably the only time you will see a cross-section of people from any organization standing outside from the CEO down to the janitor, all maybe having a cigarette. So some of the benefits might be actually getting up, moving, and connecting with lots of different people throughout the organization. We all know, you know, the better your relationships with people in an organization, the easier a job you can have. Yeah. Now, I remember years ago, uh, we would see pictures on television of uh, Japanese workers at their desk. And at a certain time, they would stand up and they do sort of calisthenics for a few minutes to stretch. And indeed, my watch tells me every so often that I should be standing up and stretching and, uh, and doing all the rest of it. Um, the benefits of actually just getting away from the desk 
not for a smoke, could be a loo break, could be any kind of a break, even a walk to the photocopier. Uh, those kind of breaks cannot be underestimated in their value to, to the worker. Absolutely. There's two sides to this. For many people who work on those gig economy, very blue-collar jobs where they're actually being almost watched constantly, they need their break. They need that mental health break. They need to actually get outside because they're literally being checked on every second of the day. And then for lots of people in professional services, I think it's, it's somewhat similar. I think we need to actually kind of move. And you're seeing more and more now with remote working that people are saying they've kind of got a video call at 9, 10, 11, 12, and 1. And not at least if they're in the office in those five meetings, they probably move from meeting to meeting or get up and stand up. Often people aren't leaving their desk at all. So it's terrible for, you know, relationship building, kind of everything from loneliness, but also, as you said, to bad health, because most doctors are saying that this idea of not moving in this sedentary lifestyle is just getting worse and worse for our health. Mm. Now, back to uh, the, the smokers, and you're saying that as someone who's in a job at the moment and thinking of uh, moving to another job where they would be expected to be in the office and not a able to smoke their heads off at home, um, that they might find it difficult. They go for interview. They can't smell themselves because that's the way it is. Even if you put on perfume or aftershave, after a couple of minutes, you can't smell it. Your nose kind of discounts that smell. So often smokers don't know they stink of smoke. They go into an interview and the employer who, I don't know, you'll tell me this, Peter, probably not allowed to ask are you a smoker or not? But the employer knows straight away from the smell. Yeah, look, they know, and it doesn't even have to be a very strong smell. People are very, very attuned to smells. You know, it's not not just smoking garlic and lots of other smells, but smoking is the one that people have a very strong bias against. And you're right, you can't not hire somebody on that, but you can actually not take them forward in other grounds, but it might be because you don't like it. And it could be because you have a bias that they're going to be sick more. And probably if somebody has been smoking for a long time, they potentially will be sick more. It might just be that you don't want to sit or stand by a smoke as well. So there's lots of reasons, like anything else, it's a reason that it won't help you in a job interview, which is probably why I tell them, do, do it over video, you'll have a much better chance. Yeah, or have a good shower, dry clean your clothes before you yeah, go in, yeah, and don't have a fag that morning. But uh, I'm, I'm intrigued by that notion that you cannot not hire a person because they're a smoker. You no, know, I mean, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't carry. Claims, you know, one of them is not smoking, um, because if you think about it, the moment you started going that, you know, you could actually go down different grounds as well. I mean, you know, could you tell somebody, you know, I don't really want you to be on your smartphone the whole time? Could you imagine how many people wouldn't want that? And that's much more addictive to some degree than smoking is. So, and it's also not good for your health, but just in a very, very different way, and um, not as obviously uh, bad for your health. But you know, the reality is as somebody who smokes didn't choose to smoke they didn't get up on the first day of their life and say I want to be a smoker so I think it's very unfair to actually discriminate on something that is somewhat out of their control mm. um, If weed is made legal will people be allowed to take breaks to smoke weed? Um, that's it. <laughs> It's a hypothetical, thankfully, uh, and interestingly, I know that in New York, people are really, uh, a lot of people really find the smell terrible that is kind of all around New York at the moment with weed. I think the challenge you have with weed in many jobs is people would be a little bit more concerned about your ability to concentrate in certain jobs when you take it. I'm no doctor, I'm no expert in that, but that's what I've heard, um, and I think it will be a much, much trickier situation. The challenge with all these things, Pat, is people could be doing it right now and you'll never know, so that's the challenge. Yeah. Um, That business, though, of not being able to say to someone, you're a smoker, don't want you in the office. 
Um, that there are people, there are companies that insist on medicals before people are allowed to take up a job, are there not? Oh, there are. Yeah, there are. But uh, I suppose, um, firstly, you'll have the odd person who's a smoker who's got uh, root health because it doesn't always follow because a lot of it is our genetics. But also um, uh, with those health checks, if you think about it, uh, you probably have to fail quite a lot of things if it's a professional services job. That's probably more for people uh, who are doing kind of manual labor jobs where there's probably a serious issue with a back or something like that uh, or something major. And the fact is, most companies who do those health checks aren't doing a exhaustive health check because that would be very very expensive it's the minimum they need to do so i certainly don't think smoking would be an issue in that regard another text i don't understand how people are even allowed to take smoking breaks and employers in this day and age facilitate employees to engage in such an unhealthy activity when there's absolutely no entitlement in legislation or employment law that says they can have a smoking break and I think the emphasis there is on smoking rather than uh, a toilet break or whatever. Um, I don't smoke, says another, Rob. But I think I will ask my boss, uh, tell him I need a two-minute air break, fresh air break. Well, the smokers take more than two minutes. It takes more than two minutes uh, to smoke a fan. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think part that is you know anyone who's against this generally is an anti-smoker. And as I said before, firstly, people didn't choose to start smoking. You can have your views on how easy or difficult it is to quit, but it's different for different people. Remember, the fact is, the five or six minutes they take four or five times a day is not affecting your productivity. We've all worked a half day and we've done a full day's work because we're incredibly mm-hmm. focused. So the reality is, this is about engaged and disengaged workers, yeah. not about these mini breaks. Now, a final question. Um, I don't know what what the answer to this is. There is a prohibition on smoking in the workplace. If you're working from home, are you allowed to smoke in front of your desktop or your laptop? Pat, because uh, it kind of depends on uh, where you, you know if you're working in your own house, then it's a house and an office, so nobody's yeah. going to stop you in that regard. I know no one's going to uh, stop you, but are you doing something that is against the rules and regulations when you have a fag at the laptop at home? I will bow to the, the legal people in this, but I would say no for the moment because we're still struggling massively with this uh, idea of when you're working and when you're not working. And you could easily say you're you know, taking a break and you're no longer working, but you're still in the same space. What you do when people live in a one-room apartment, and that is also their home. So it becomes a very challenging thing from a legislation point of view. And then if you're on a Zoom call or a Teams call, and you're smoking in front of your colleagues, are you a bad influence? It's interesting, Pat. I, you never see that, actually. Uh, and that's probably why people, people also understand that it's probably not to be done. We all, we all know that when you go to somebody else's house, even the moment the smoking ban came in, people stopped smoking in your home and they went outside. But there was no legal requirement to do that. It just became that was the norm. So a lot about this is about what the norm is and what people expect versus what the rule is. And that's the way we should look at it. Peter Cosgrove, Managing Director of FutureWise, thank you very much for uh, joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.